Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 247. I'm your host today, David J. Palermo. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, whatever crap you feel like. And make sure you follow Numb Bills Fan everywhere as follows. So, again, podcast number 247. We're here, me, solo, for now. Have Kevin Masseri coming up for some pregame here. And, frankly, the Bills run through Josh Allen. And um, if you've been following along on Twitter, I make some content on Instagram. I have Mike Smith coming on sometime soon again. We just did a podcast 246 with um, Brenton Biddlecomb and Lucas Hurl from What's the Odds podcast with Steve Runazizi, who is from the league. And it's a great podcast about gambling and sports on the All Things Comedy Network. And those two are comedians, great people. Brenton won the DraftKings Million. They're both Bills fans. That's why we had them on. So 246, I call it a timeless podcast. It's funny. doesn't matter the time of the bills, what's going on. And as you can tell, our podcast is focused more towards that. There's so many other great podcasts like the Buffalo Beat. We've had Matt Fairburn on uh, a few podcasts ago as well. Make sure you look that up. Uh, Matt Fairburn is a hell of a guy. And um, that's that would be podcast number 241. So make sure you tune into him as well and it's more of a again a timeless podcast um Matt Fairburn crushes I love the athletic I subscribe and I just want to talk to people who are interesting and also if you want to know more your friends and fans of um a writer Tim Avery he writes from time to time nothing yet for 2020 he got married last year but he allowed me to watch a Patriots game during his wedding from my phone and if you remember that game Josh Allen was uh we're gonna go right there right now me by myself Josh Allen took that team and the Patriots, and he came into the league, I thought, having a good deep ball. Not a bad deep ball, okay? And that was the one thing he had. And the one thing with the Bills is you only got X amount of time to develop players. It's a new NFL. It ain't like the old way. You don't got four years to put him on a bench to start him. No, his contract's going to be up. So you got to surround him with the best pieces, and frankly, the Bills have surrounded him with defense. And then until year two for him, they got him Brown Beasley, but year one was behind, you know, our guy there, Peterman, don't want to mention him again, and McCarron. So, to me, that's not setting up your quarterback right. It took him longer to develop. But, hey, you have a, a stout defense, right? So, if your stout defense is there, well, you should be all set. You should be uh, making moves and, uh, hey, just play smart football. Well, they got rid of Tyrod Taylor, who he could have been great to learn behind for Josh, learn how to read a defense. And maybe slug it out at camp. Who makes more plays at camp? The cream will rise at the top. No turnovers. Anyways, after that Josh Allen-Tim Avery wedding game against the Patriots, Bills Bills Pats, Josh threw a lot of interceptions, and Dable said, hey, yo, dude, enough of that. Use your head. You know, use your fucking head is what the screen looked like. And um, Josh threw not many more interceptions, but the Bills didn't really put up many points. And around this time last year, the Bills needed a wide receiver. They didn't trade for one. They didn't do anything. They stayed pat with Zay Jones. They held on to him as long as possible and then eventually shipped him off. Just, it was a disaster. The, the weapons brought in, um, you know, he definitely helped the team. I mean, Stephon Diggs shows to you, hey, maybe we should have had, had this chess piece earlier. When we replaced Sammy Watkins, 
We need to get another chess piece. It doesn't mean Sammy was good. It means Sammy was part of the chess game. And the team runs through Josh Allen right now. In 2020, the Buffalo Bills run through Josh Allen. Um, I'm going to talk later in the week with some people, and uh, or next week, whenever I get around to it. And frankly, I don't believe the Bills have had a solid defensive line or offensive line unit starting the same four or five in how long. Um, Sarotula is a staple, you know. Jerry Hughes is a staple, and it's weird for me to say Staros is a, uh, a staple because I was just on a line with Kevin Masseri. I couldn't get the board to work, and we were talking about it. We were going to do a quick 15. And long story short, you know, Darius, he brought up to me, did not play well after. He did not play well. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to him in a few minutes here. So make sure you get your preview in um, throughout this whole thing through a lot of sources. Um, I don't think the Jets are a huge thing to sleep on obviously the team is a mess the Bills should walk through them you know but putting the Jets and the Dolphins that's a whole other topic I mean again the preview I think really goes through everything Josh Allen right now the defensive line is a mess um Darius didn't play well after he left I was really upset they signed a big contract but I had the empathy of hey I thought he was going through a lot in his life as far as I thought you know some stuff back at home and maybe I'm putting too much into that but these are young people getting money and emotional decisions. And once you have money in your life, you have time to think a little bit and go, what the fuck am I doing? And you start fucking off, probably have a fun or get depressed and quit playing football. Either or whatever you want to do. Um, Trent Murphy. I don't know why the fuck he was brought in. All respect to you, Trent. If you're listening, dude, you know, I'm sure you're a good guy and you'll kick the shit out of me. But point being is, um, Bean McDermott came in here with this uh, Bills are spending too much money shit on players. And frankly, Trent, you, you've been a ripoff. You came in injured. It's not your fault. you got to file the money. Okay? But we can't be sold a bill of goods that, oh, the previous regime was so frivolous with their assets. And meanwhile, we're four years deep, and this defense has most of the assets sunk into defense. Look through the paperwork. I don't need to break down to you. And the defense has more holes than the offense, which... I don't know what the hell is going on with Quentin Spain. I don't know what the hell is going on with Winners. I don't know what the hell is going on with Cody Ford. Again, we can't get a solid five in there year to year. Mitch Morris is awesome. Dawkins got paid to be a quote-unquote franchise off tackle. He's a good player. He's every year getting better. I got no knocks on him, but he played next to Incognito. If he didn't play next to Incognito and Eric Wood next to him, how good do you think Dawkins would be? He'd probably suck. We see how well Cody Ford has developed, okay? And you're going to just move Cody Ford around the line? No, it sounds like you're trying to salvage all your picks so you look like a hero. And I'm sorry. Tell me the quarterback's the most important position on the team, and I've been saying this for years. Invest in him. When you're giving away three picks for a linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds, when the league is saying, oh, middle linebackers are a diamond dozen, now we got to wait till year four for him to develop? Get the fuck out of here. And he developed in that defensive line in front of him. So now this guy's got to take on blocks and make tackles with one arm. Like, no. The guy you had was a fifth-round pick in Milano, was already playing Tremaine Evans' position a year prior, if I'm not mistaken, and was playing just fine. Okay? And we can't be sold a bill of goods that the top three rounds is where we get starters number one. And to have everything just money ball our way into the situation – 
it's not consistent with what you're preaching to me. Oh, we're going to build a consistent team. Are you, though? Are you really going to build a consistent team? Are you sure? Because you're talking about leadership and character, guys. Meanwhile, there's some bad body language defensively from our leaders or bad plays. Jordan Poyer, tackle late out of bounds. Didn't realize how far he was, it seemed like, but it doesn't fucking matter. Trey White getting a dumbass penalty. Like, it doesn't matter. You can't preach leadership and cohesion and we got to do this the right way and then be mum when it comes to the media and give us nothing except for Bills pandering. Like, oh, pander to the Bills. And your defense is a fucking mess. And no, oh, Leslie Frazier doesn't get credit when it's Leslie Frazier's defense. But when it's awful, it's, oh, it's Leslie Frazier's fault now. I'm sorry. I think the bro, the Bills fucking scouting pro personnel scouting department sucks. They can't find guys to plug in and put on the roster that make an impact immediately. I'm sorry. Name me pro bowlers. People rip on Doug Whaley. Name me pro bowlers. The defense is a mess. If the Bills lose to the Jets, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I don't think they will. I think it's a great game for the Bills to come back. And again, the theme right now is the team runs through Josh Allen. And frankly, I look to Josh to beat himself up too much and come out of here slinging, being good. But the last couple of games, you got to keep in mind, me too, AFC Championship game. Was it Titans? Was it Chiefs? And what I hate and all Bills fans hate is we got a big game. And what happens? The Bills lay fucking eggs in both of them. They, they don't do shit in both games. And they're within striking distance in the second one. And then, oh, we got this great defense. that can't fundamentally do the number one fucking thing of a defense in football since the history of the game, which is stop the run. And then you're going to talk about, well, you know, Pat Mahomes didn't do too much. He didn't need to. You had a running back. Coming to Buffalo again with no fucking name, having a struggling season. Now he's got confidence through the world, just like Josh Allen playing against the Jets, opening game, lighting it up, which leads to eventually how many games over 300 yards or 400 yards? A lot so far, first four games, right? Crazy. It's that confidence. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all these guys, I like the culture. I like having guys with attitude. I got a big mouth. Let's talk shit. Let's go. Um, I play a lot of men's hockey. I think you need to end the locker room. I tend to be the guy to pick people up and, like, when shit gets real rough, you know, try to keep that hope in there. But I also choose somebody to fuck out, not on our team. But, like, when I'm ready to go on hockey, I'm ready to go. And, and it's, like, it's a fun time. And you got to have guys like Diggs. You got to have guys that want to draw, you know, but when it comes down to you're selling me, oh, we need disciplined players. That Rex guy had that. And, yeah, Rex was a shit show. I'll admit it, okay? But there were some good players. There was better players, I think, overall on the roster than the Bills teams we've seen in a long time. This year, the Bills are pretty good. I can't complain with the Bills offense. The Bills offense is great. But imagine if you would have just built a team to score points first and then picked up the defense on the way. You got a Zimmer guy coming out to fucking practice squad, making more plays than the entire Buffalo Bills against the Super Bowl champions and the Chiefs. And Zimmer was about to get picked up as somebody off our squad, and now he got signed and bumped up in the lineup. And meanwhile, Trent Murphy and Harrison Phillips, everybody's like, well, Harrison Phillips, I was like, oh, he's just like a little Kyle White because he's a fucking small white guy. Fuck out of here with that shit. He's just a dude, okay? He wrestled, good football player. Harrison Phillips' arms, the hot dog arms, Instagram, best Instagram in the league. 
And Harrison Phelps likes my tweets and shit. He's on a billboard. Okay. I tweet him. I was like, hey, you're on my billboard in Rochester, New York, right near my house. Cool. Great. Fact is, he's a smaller player. You got that all over too. Star Two Way's gone. What? You had no one behind Star Two Way to take Star Two Way's role? Like, what the fuck did you do last year's draft? The year before that? The year before that? Like, it, there, there's not that guy. <laughs> You're one tech. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So then it's like, oh, Ed Oliver. Here we go. Oh, imagine when Ed Oliver doesn't have to play so far inside on the line. He's, he's just going to be so good. Well, where is he playing right now? Because the Bills have nothing. So far inside on the line. And they got this. What I hate about teams is it's all copycat shit. And, you know, you see Aaron Donald and, oh, he's putting double teams. Cool. I'm glad. (laughs) But the Bills don't have a consistent four. And Trent Murphy and Harrison Phillips are fucking sitting. And you're telling me it's over strategy? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But then the Zimmer kid comes out of nowhere and makes plays. Cox Jr. makes plays. You know, I don't know what to tell you. The Bills are in the game within a couple scores of the Chiefs most of the time, and Josh Allen's just inaccurate. Like, plays where you got a drag and you got all this field on the other hash, and you got to lead your receiver. I don't got to tell you how to fucking do it. You've watched the game, and Josh throws it behind him. Or, you know, Andre Roberts, feel so bad for that guy, trying to make plays. He tried to play his ass off, and he had that first interception. The Titans had... Six drives of 30 yards or less. Come on, into the end zone. What are you going to do? Bend that break. Oh, Leslie Frazier sucks, you know, but then you go with the Chiefs and you can't stop the run. And we're kind of ignoring some people, the defensive woes. Not me. I've been honest the whole time. The defensive woes have been masked by a great offense because the theme of 2020 Bills, the team runs through Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs is the best fucking move Brandon Bean ever did. But at the same time, it's a move that Brandon Bean should have made three years ago. Sorry. Anyways, I got Kevin coming up soon in about 20 minutes here, and you'll notice no difference. So coming up soon, Kevin Masseri. All right, on the line, we got Kevin. Kevin, we got a few minutes here, probably about 10. Um, so I'm going to upload this now. Where do you see this? How do you digest the last two weeks? I think the team runs through Josh A on 2020. We already talked um, earlier. I couldn't get the board to work. Mentioned it earlier, too. Um, and the team really runs through Josh. And it's either a Frazier defense when it's you know doing bad and a McDermott defense when it's doing great. And, frankly, it's the most expensive D-line in the league, 22% of their cap per Matt Fairburn. Um, and, frankly, I haven't seen trenches together and I want to tease a podcast of me, you, and Mike on a roundtable, see if Icy Vic wants to get in on it too, of just a general manager perspective of maybe how the resources can improve, get better, or could they have done it differently? Because I've been preaching the same con- consistent thing to you, Kevin, which is you can't tell me that this doesn't work, this doesn't work, and then just spend frivolously when somebody else did and then have no accountability, um, you know, Giving away these draft picks that need to be developed, you know, year three, year four right now, they would be playing great. But we have a lack of high draft picks on the team, um, I feel, over the years because of trading. And now when you need this defense to have depth behind it, there is none. There's not even a front line. So where do you stand the last two weeks? I feel Josh Allen's carried everything. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty simple. I mean, you have some defenders of the defense – 
um, that are going to say that, you know, Patrick Mahomes has only had 26 points or less three times in his career. Um, and they did exactly what they wanted to do, limited him to under 250 yards, um, really not beat you. And they're going to say that that's exactly, defensively at least, that's exactly what they wanted. I'm sitting here saying, well, you needed to get a stop. You can't be on the field for 40 minutes on defense. You can't allow them to control the clock and think your offense is going to get going. Yes. Could the offense put themselves into a little bit better success? For sure. It was raining, though. You knew the situation with the game. It didn't just randomly start to be wet and drizzled all of a sudden, Dave. So I think that um, I'm disappointed in the defense. Um, I'm, I'm mightily disappointed in the game plan. And this is the best thing I've ever heard about this, this topic. Why are you playing into their strengths? Why don't you go out there, play your game, control the ball yourself on offense, and determine that, you know what, maybe we'll we'll come after it. Maybe we'll stop the run. Maybe we'll, we'll do what we can because, quite frankly, losing, losing in, that, in that situation – isn't isn't good in the first place so letting letting up 250 yards of rushing okay like how, why is that good that's not good um just because you're playing patrick mahomes doesn't make that good all of a sudden so give patrick mahomes 400 yards and clyde edwards a layer 40 yards it's the same thing how, how about we um, get that ball in the air more for more opportunity right you know what i mean right more opportunity for a turnover you see mahomes make some throws that weren't great at times um it was a wet game all you needed was one misplay I don't think that the game plan of just making them run is just a shoo-in great just because New England did it okay, uh, Las Vegas did it okay. Don't, Kevin, uh, Kevin, how many times have you watched this Bills team over the years and you go, if they only knew just to run the ball on the Bills? I think it shows where Andy Reid thinks. At the same time, it could also be timing because Pat Mahomes wasn't super sharp in the beginning of the game. And then you look at the stat line, it's just like, hey, McD, situational football you got a fucking f on defense okay awful an f yeah it's 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 for me it's tough to see the positive of the defensive performance they're they're out there people are going to say the offense didn't sustain any success people are going to say this they're going to say that the defense didn't make one um stop on third down at an important spot they let them convert third and long all game they let them run down their throats all game control the time of possession all game complete only one sack at the end of the first half no turnovers. It's not going to get it done, Dave. You didn't do anything appropriate on defense to get it done. And like you mentioned, it's an expensive defensive line. It's, you know, you do have those draft picks, but they're struggling. You have Ed Oliver in there, a top, you know, top 10 pick. You have, um, you know, Trey Edmonds in there, a guy that's top 20 pick. You have talent that you have these picks. They're not just trading all of them. Not for nothing, though. No, you, you had these picks that, like, I'm sorry, Tremaine Edmonds. Do I like him? Sure. As a person? Sure. As a potential player? Sure. Do I think he's worth money to resign? I don't know. And then you got a guy in Matt Milano who you proved my point for me, which is fifth round pick who is consistently since stepping on the field, day one, game one, play one, has played better than Tremaine Edwards, I think, could ever sniff at. Sure. And, sure. and we give up three picks for Tremaine Edmonds. Three. And we give up a left tackle that could have started for the Bills and Cordy Glenn to trade up for Josh Allen, just to trade up before giving away more starters. And you're telling me there's no defensive lineman here that we could have drafted that maybe we could have used an asset to make a trade for? And, and and it's just like these guys get all this credit, and it's because they have control of the fucking media, finally. you know. And it's like I've been wondering, football starts in the trenches. What McDermott and Bean don't realize, and everybody else from the new PR team that came in with, with Bean, is this, dude. 
And you know it, I know it. As a Bills fan, we have seen teams win without the quarterback. What we're seeing with Josh Allen right now is how the best market of teams win, which is a quarterback, 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 quarterback. But I'm sorry. I've seen too many quarterbacks like without an arm win the Super Bowl and get really deep in the playoffs because they have a complete team and it's uh, and it shows your marketing. And, more, and it happens more than you think, okay? Way more than you think. And uh, frankly, your linchpin is you're telling me Starla Tule on your defense is missing and now all of a sudden you can't stop the runway. So for four fucking years after backing up the Brinks truck for Star, you couldn't find more players like Star to fit your defense? You couldn't find more. You had Jordan Phillips fall in your lap. You don't even think that maybe that guy adds to the fucking culture of that defense of being mean, tenacious, whatever the fuck. Like, they, they, they outthink themselves, and we could have had two defensive ends. And keep in mind, the picks I'm talking about, they're not like rounds four, five, six. We're talking, what, two-thirds for Tremaine Emmons, if I'm not mistaken, to move up? Two-thirds? Something like that? Because it was two seconds for Josh to move up? And it's like... Yep. Two-thirds, they could have been anything. This is your department, Sean. And I honestly think they can't scout personnel, pro personnel at all. I think their pro personnel department probably sucks. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that knows them. You know, I know that probably some people we know work with them and maybe, oh, they like to be fan, like friends with the scouts and shit. But I'm sorry. They come and fucking go. Oh, because you're a guitar player in my city doesn't mean you're the best in the country. I might know you. That might be what you do. You know what I'm saying? For me, I think think you can make an argument the pro personnel department's okay. I think you can make an argument the rookie department struggled a little bit. No, Um, I can't. I can't. Calvin Benjamin, you had a leg up on that guy. He's a fat piece of shit. What's he do? Fat piece of shit things here. Sorry. With Jordan Phillips, right, what but, happened? But think Nothing. About, think about think about this. Think about Jordan Poyer. Think about Micah Hyde. Think no, about- but Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer were brought in with with Whaley. I don't even count them. They were already brought well, in when Whaley was here. No, but who's what scouting staff did he have? So that's what I'm trying to say is I mean, he, we can give. You the, think he was using a scouting staff that he was yes, going to fire? And yes, April? I do because Pakula really liked him. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And then determine to fire him? You at least look at the – hey, you at least look at the data. All right, well, fast forward a year. How about the fact that they completely rebuilt an offensive line and signed two receivers who other teams would drool over having – and John Brown and Cole Beasley. Where's so that same rule to have them as a second? And where's that same starting five? That's after they ignored the line for two years. I'm talking. You could have told me where's those two. You could have told me those two thirds could have went into offensive linemen, and they drafted Cody Ford. How about who, Darryl Williams, a, a right tackle that's playing extremely well right now, that no one wanted? You're gonna make it on some of them, Kevin. But I'm sorry, you and I have seen so many coaches come in and out of here. And have an offensive oh, line who can play, who can, okay, can I just have an offensive line that stays together for like two years, the same starting five? And you listen to real offensive linemen like Ross Tucker break down yeah. the difference between right guard and left guard is huge. And then you're telling me that these guys aren't just trying to salvage Cordy forward as best as they can. You know what I mean? To, to make themselves look good or whatever the fuck it is. You got to do what you got to do. But like, well, that's another rookie issue, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's not pro personnel. That's them trying to fit in a rookie that was potentially a bad pick and now he's hurt. So now you're filling him in with guys that you did a good job with having on your roster, Daryl Williams. Um, you know, you're filling him in with Ike Butker, a guy you designated as, as, as a good veteran. Um, you know, Mitch Morse is a pro personnel guy. Mitch Morse, um, you know. Mitch Morse is on a top five list to anybody at the time. You know what I mean? And he is the best offensive lineman. So I'll give you this. I'll put my tail between my legs a little bit and say they do. Okay. Okay. 
But what That's I'm fine. what I'm talking about is when you get a guy like Whaley and a crappy ass Rex Ryan defense. Well, where do they do good, Dave? I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. When we see guys in previous regimes come in off the street, make the Pro Bowl that year, I don't really see an impact guy on defense that they brought in that didn't fall in their lap. Jordan Phillips fell in their lap because the Bills are so fucking bad, if you remember. They shouldn't have caught that guy, the Dolphins. They did. Okay? okay. He fell into the Bills' lap. That was one of their best acquisitions. It doesn't count because, you know, he's not here, and also he wasn't great against the run. But what you needed nope. was some interior. Yep. But what you needed was some interior pass rush pressure, and he could get it. You know, and okay. I think that helps if you're a culture, quote unquote, culture team, and now you're starting to open the door for more culture monsters. I'm kind of lost. Of is this on what you're saying? Is the pro personnel does a good job, but then you got the whole culture factor, right? So, oh, we don't want a guy like that in our room, or we don't want to pay him what he's worth, which is fine. Because we think, you know, COVID's not going to happen, right? You think ball's going to happen. I got to give him that. I can't deny that. But I think long story short is you think that they draft better, which I do too. I think they do okay with the draft. I don't think they do great with the draft. But I think they're way too frivolous with their picks, and I feel that they could do a better job scouting on, on pro and also existing draft picks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a debate, just like defense-offense was against the Chiefs. I mean, it's a debate, uh, kind of chicken-and-the-egg type of thing um, with, you know, who's doing right, who's doing wrong um, in these situations. And um, it's 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 an ongoing battle to where, you know, who made the right call. It's, it's tough to know, Dave. So that's why I'm saying um, I do like the pro-personnel division. Um, I think it's done good. I think that they've been competitive, I think, 2019 – was all pro personnel. I think that's where they won. I mean, Ed Oliver was good at times, but that rookie class really didn't help much, um, in my opinion. They can't find they, they can't find Cody good Ford's not good. They can't find good day one starters at top three rounds. I'm sorry, they can't. They that's really can't. That's a rookie problem though, right? They struggled at it, sure. And, and, um, and then and then when it comes to their depth, where's the depth? How come we don't have an offensive line that can stay together for five games? Or, 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 or for two well, years, three on. years. Something happened with Spain. I mean, I, I can't I can't call that up. They signed him. He had a great 2019. They gave him a decent deal. That was a good play. Do, do I know what happened in week three? I don't know. I don't know if he's – if he's. you know what happened, Dave? They're trying to force feed Cody Ford. Exactly my and point. I made that point earlier. It's like, Spain dude. gets pissed off. He's saying, I, you just signed me $5 million a year to play left guard. Um, why are you putting in this guy who played right tackle then right guard? Now you need to move him to left guard because for no reason? This is my job. So I think that it was more of a bad move on Ford's part. The, the five of offensive linemen were intact. In fact, a lot of people were saying the reason the Bills will be good this year is because they're not moving any of those guys around. They didn't lose anybody. That's what I, and that's what I thought. And that's what I thought. But you can't have Quentin Spain melting down, and you also can't have Cody Ford needing to play it. Yeah, but you also got winners at right guard. That's a whole new fucking piece. So well, only because only you needed him, though. Because I, Feliciano got hurt. I mean, that's that's just a freak injury. That wasn't like a bad coaching move that was just a freak package i'm literally i'm literally bad play next week too yeah and uh, guess what now now you're gonna have four of the same five offensive linemen next week and they need and what's so, so crazy is they like need spain right now you know what i mean like they could he use him be here i know they don't cut him if they don't just play ike butker they, they did they they he didn't want to be here dude i mean i can't i'm not saying i agree or disagree i'm just saying for some reason something happened in week three 
where the guy wasn't interested in playing for the team because he felt jaded because the team was moving around Cordy Ford. Really? I didn't even know that part. Where'd you find that out? Well, I mean, it's just kind of so you, you know, know. the situation. I mean, it's just a situation. Are you saying you have sources? Uh, I mean, you use the word sources. You people don't, people you, hate the word sources. Well, you say sources, but you got to leave them as sources because you don't ever vet the sources because if you vet the source, you don't have the source. So people, unfortunately, have to deal with it. The problem is, is people have a lot of PTSD of certain mm-hmm. shit. Excuse me. Burp. Gross. Um, but the point is, is uh, the PTSD could be uh, back in the early Twitter days. Sources. And it's just like, oh, we're just making shit up. And that, that happens now in politics. But. Right. Um, yeah, how, about, how about we use educated, educated guests? Perfect. Um, that that's that's what's happening. And then you have the cryptic tweet by Spain saying, you know, uh, you guys don't know the whole story. Well, what's the whole story? We moved a, we moved a guy to left guard, your position, who's probably worse than you, but we needed to make it work because he's cheap and we need to develop him. And you got frustrated. Like, I mean, it's pretty straight up. I mean, it's not. This isn't rocket science. Well, his end might be a lot of talking back and forth. You know, hey, man, no, it's not like that. Hey, man, it could be. You know what I'm saying? Could be. There's a lot of hot smoke. And, and not for nothing, dude, like, he ain't the first player to score the, the McDermott staff, dude. Richie Incognito went nuts. Fucking that one dude, I don't even want to mention his name, quit. Okay? Like, right. uh, I'm sorry, dude, but there's something weird. And okay, I don't know. I, I just, like, want the team to play well. I, I want them to have that good, quote-unquote, cultural locker room that they've been developing. And then it takes guys who don't fit their culture, like Stefan Diggs, to make them a good fucking team And after you just get rid of chess pieces. Like I said in the intro, which is Stefan Diggs was a move you needed to make three years ago. After you get rid of Sammy Watkins, which is your chess piece, no matter what you're doing, you're looking at your roster chess on chess, you have a guy that can take the lid off. Whether he will or not, the defense respects him. And until he didn't do it, they're still respecting him, right? So it opened up other shit. That's chess. I don't care how you do it. But don't tell me for three years that I'm paying to go see this fucking game and I'm paying to go see this team put up fucking zero points at halftime how many times. And then I'm told the Bills fans are the best team in the league and the stadium ain't even really that full for the Ravens game, the best team in the NFL at the time. Right. And you got this guy in Cody Four going like, yo, if you only knew the whole story. No, I see it too, dude. It's a fucking Truman Show. I see all of it. I like football because I like video games. I like chess. You know what I mean? That That's how I got into sports was really watching it, Father Gambles and shit. So, you know, it's very interesting how the pieces move and how people build teams. But like, Bills fans aren't dumb. We've gone through so many coaching staffs. We have seen the team win a million ways without the quarterback. And Josh Allen is carrying it right now. And I think that we have a lot of time left. The Bills are 4-2. You have 10 games to figure out your trenches, to make some moves. And, you know, what I like is if you work hard, you will get an opportunity with the team. And 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 I have faith in McD. It's mm-hmm. just we're at the byproduct of we shouldn't be in this situation to begin with. If football starts in the trenches and – but one-on-one football, like it, 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 it's just really odd. And and I just need to talk to somebody I respect and you to find out, you know, what do the Bills do to get back on track against the Jets? 
I think they just need to play team ball. I mean, they need to to play their team ball. They can't say, well, Patrick Mahomes does this, Patrick Mahomes does that. I mean, they have to say, this is Sam Darnold. He's got no weapons. He's missing Jamison Crowder, his best offensive player, probably even better than Bell when Bell was on the team. Um, so he basically needs to hunker down and say, um, we're going to play our style of football, which is let's bring the pressure. Let's play defense. Let's not drop back into zones and, and make him throw. Let's get after Darnold. He's throwing to a rookie receiver who's never played football before in the NFL and Denzel Mims. He's got no other weapons but Braxton Berrios and Brashad Perriman um, and Chris Herndon. You're talking Frank Gore. You're talking the Michael P. Ryan. I mean, that's the entire Jets offense, Dave. They're hey, don't be sleeping on Frank Gore. Okay. They're missing their left guard. Um, I, I just think you come after it, and Sam Darnold can only be full certain just two weeks. He can only be so full strength. Uh, maybe in a couple weeks you'll see you'll, you'll see a good form of Sam Darnold at some point. Maybe he'll win a game or two. Um, but right now he's coming off a shoulder injury, an AC joint. Um, that's tough to play with. And I think you're going to see that tonight I, 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 or today. Um, so you got to play your style of football. Offensively, you have just zero issues to, 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 to run into. You put up 27 on them earlier this year. Um, their defense is worse now. Um, they can't cover the pass. They just got rid of their nose tackle, uh, trading him mid-game um, right. a week ago. Isn't that funny as hell? He, like, drove. <laughs> yeah. They said pre-game day, like 12 o'clock, like right now, they told him, you've been traded, and they still played him. How do you play? Decent. <laughs> then he got in a car and then drove uh, drove to his next team. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That was the funniest shit I've ever heard when I heard that. So that's how you're going to do your players like that? And then, you know, so um, now they're missing their nose tackle. You should have room to run. Um in this game, there's re- there's really no struggle. Even missing John Brown, you're you know Gabe Davis there and Cole Beasley. Uh, I just I just Duke Williams is up. Uh, Dawson Knox didn't do anything for me anyways right now. Um, so you're in good shape. I mean, there's there's not there's not a lot to like on the Jets defense. So let's put it that way. Uh, there's not a lot to like on that defense. The offense you could make a case for, which is Sam Darnold alone, could maybe keep you in a game. Um, you know he's he is talented enough for that, but. Play your style of defense. Don't be doing this goofy. Let's stop, you know, let's drop into zones and make Sam Darnold think. Not just go after him. He's been banged up. He hasn't played in weeks since three weeks ago. Um, the running game's Frank Gore. You don't need to do anything special against that. He's going to get his four yards here, his four yards Dude, there. I don't know. I think this is a game that Frank – I don't think Frank is dead, man. I never did. I, even last I year, even Definitely last not. year, they just kind of schemed him out. He was averaging like five yards of carry when it schemed him out of the Bills. So I don't think he's done. So, um, you're mistaken me. I don't think he's dead. I just don't think he he's. Uh, I think he's a complimentary piece to an offense right now, bro. But we're talking about a team who can't complimentary stop a fucking nosebleed if they wanted to. Like they can't right. do anything to stop the run. So I'm trying to tell you, like, I think you could wheel in Emmett Smith ten years from now, and he could cut through this Bills defense. Okay. You know what I mean, like. Did you try out for linebacker or uh, for running back for the Jets or no? Not yet. I didn't get. I heard they have an opening, so I, you know. I mean, I could definitely try out for receiver in that unit. It's a bad unit. I mean, they have Chris Hogan and Braxton Berrios already. They could use Kevin as well. So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 all around, Dave. It's it's not a good football team. If you're going to go in off of two losses and play terrible, I don't know. 
we're going to have to t- have a conversation about that later. Um, but to me, it's even having a few injuries, having a few key injuries, having a um, no tight ends. Um, you should still dominate them by by ten plus points. I agree. That's all. I agree. All. I, I, mean, I think I, this I don't is. I think that says anything. I, I like this episode because I'm promoting this to to last longer um, than this pregame. But dude. Kevin, anything else you want us to look forward to for the next couple of games? We'll put a document in here. Um, I think I think you see Josh Allen, like you mentioned, lead the team. I think they go as far as he does. I think he's got some games here to show that he can do it. He's got Seattle coming up. He's got New England coming up. The Bills win this game, Dave, and New England's playing uh, San Fran. Um, those could be three games up on the Patriots. I mean, they, they got to take that. Um, they have to sign off on that. And as bad as the last two weeks has been, to be five and two, three games up on the Patriots, Dolphins seem to think about the future moving away from Fitzpatrick. I mean, take a win today, and you're—I mean—you're in. You're oh my in God! Shape. Me, you, and Mike—we gotta, and we'll try to get icy on the round table. We gotta talk about—we gotta talk about that too. A thing, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just real quick, if you want to talk on it, like I feel bad for that guy. Love that guy. Um, fuck they it. were always going to make the move then, whether he was four and two, two and four, three and three. I mean, they were going to make that move at this at the bye week. I mean, you drafted him high. You go to Tua. They don't care about this year. They've overachieved, and they know that Fitzpatrick regression's coming. It always comes, and good for Miami to get out in front of it a little bit. So, it yeah, I hate is. to say it, but like, I'm hearing when I dig into it that two is making throws in camp that are fucking money, and he looks the part. He, um, there were some plays I heard he got into a game, and he actually looked through his progressions correctly. You know what I mean? All that stuff, like like big time football, and that's what you look forward to. Um, is how do they translate? You know, and man, it's just weird. Uh, like I don't know what Fitzpatrick expected when he went to the Dolphins. Like, what do you expect? At the same time, I feel bad for him because he's winning. You know, but um, he's also. I'd love, love to see him come to Buffalo be a QB too. I don't think I he. I don't two. think he would. You think he's looking for a QB one job? Yeah. No way. I think. I know. I think Fitzpatrick could win games. I know. That's why you want him behind Josh Allen. Put it this way. Guess what you can do, Dave? Guess what you can do if you have Fitzpatrick? You can say, Josh, play your game. You can play your game. Run a little bit. Do your thing. I'm not not against it at all. I'm just trying to tell you. I I don't see. I think he's a QB1. I don't see Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick ain't doing that. He might, because of his kids, consider him a Buffalo Bills player. He might, because his kids love the Bills. But, like, I'm telling you, bro, I don't think it makes sense for Ryan. He could go to Washington if, if Alex Smith washes out. He could go to Dallas, possibly, if Dalton doesn't work out. Like, dude, there are some options, man. We'll have to see. If, at best, he's going to go to a team that's going to draft a rookie quarterback. But, again... So if he wants to get benched in week seven again, then go ahead. But you know what, dude? I think, I think he wants to get traded. That's why he came out and talked. He knows better not to. Right? He wants to get traded. I think that's why he came out and, and spoke up about it. Well, he's got a week to get traded, so we'll see where he goes. All right, Kevin, where can we find you? You can find me, as always, at Kevin Misery on Twitter. That's where all my great content is always going to be. Okay, that's Kevin. He's very active on Twitter. I am not. I check it off a scaffold from time to time and at work or at home. And uh, I'm not really, you know, I like Twitter for my info, popcorn. But, uh, Kevin, thank you. We'll be in touch soon, and hopefully people will enjoy this. Look forward to it, Dave. Always look forward to going on the show.
All right, man. Thanks, Kevin. Take care, bud. Thank you. Bye. Bills. That's Kevin Masseri. I can't complain about Kevin Masseri. I love Kevin Masseri. 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 Whatever the hell. It took me like four years to learn how to say it. I think it's Masseri. Um, yeah, he's very uh, bright, intelligent. You know, put me in line. No, I think the pro personnel scouts do a good job. Okay. You know, I think they do okay. I think they do okay. So, as always, follow along. I'm Bills fan everywhere. And uh, brought to you by the eq Media Network. Uh, coming soon. Website soon. And, um, yeah. Subscribe everywhere you find your podcast. Tell your friends about it, please. Best way to pass along the show is to tell your friends. If you're looking for fun content, I'll post occasionally on Instagram a few times a week. I'm not trying to flood you. I'm not trying to be your the best Bills content one-stop shop ever. You know why? Because there's about 30 of them. I saw this coming before I started the podcast. There's going to be 30 people who can DIY their media, and that's great. I'm here to support something a little different. I'm not here to be your Bills expert. I'm here to be... Uh, Tipping over drinks on my fucking board. God damn it. And, um, yeah, not die. Electrocuting myself. So I'm here to have a good time. And I feel like the Bills are a fun vehicle to step away from politics and really get into it. And I won't really cover the politics. And if I do, it's in the title. And you could follow along. But as always, any support, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Tell your friends. Shoot me follows. I have giveaways coming soon. I've had merch made for two years or a year and a half now. Like a tank top, and I missed two summers on it, and I just get lazy. I got koozies, whatever the hell. But um, just trying to have fun. It's just great talking to the great minds. Kevin's an OG podcaster from uh, Building the Herd back in the day. I, I really like him. And uh, worked on his house, too. He's, he's a good kid. So, as always, follow him. Kevin Masseri everywhere. And um, I'm your host, David Palermo, on this one. And thank you. Subscribe to Numb Bills Fan everywhere.